And I think because of the urge and resilience in my body, in my mind, was like, I'm going to make it, you know, no matter what. I mean, 100 people can tell me I'm not going to make it, but I, I will tell myself I will. And, and I think no matter the job or no matter the, the thing you want to become in life, I think that is so important to have that vision clear for yourself because in the end you have to do it. That's Mark Klopp, a professional football player who plays for the Indonesian national football team and Liga One club Persib Bangdun. I'm Ed Gibbons, co-founder and chief product officer of Rewire, and this is a Rewire Fitness Podcast. Welcome. In this episode, Mark Clock shares his journey towards becoming a professional football player. He discusses how he practices resilience, deals with setbacks, approaches goal setting, and his thoughts on health, mindset, and longevity. In addition, Mark offers his advice to young, aspiring professional athletes. Unfortunately, Sun could not make it to this recording, but Mark and I had a great conversation. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's dive right in. Hi, Mark. So great to have you on today. How are you doing? I'm great, Ed. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, just like to kick us off in, in the usual way we do on this podcast. Um, really keen to dive into a little bit about your journey so far. Um, it'd be awesome if you could just sort of walk us through your journey to where you are now as, as an elite athlete. Yeah, sure. Long journey started off in, uh, in Amsterdam. As a kid growing up in the Netherlands, football was my only my only real passion and, and dream. I always wanted to become a professional football player, and I went to school. I went to to high school, um, university, and and stuff. But I always had this this dream and this urge of becoming a professional athlete. So uh, I started off playing uh, at the amateur team in, in in Amsterdam. Quickly moved to a professional team called uh, FC Utrecht. Uh, in the in the top league in in Holland, I played there uh, like ten years throughout my throughout my youth. And uh, at one moment, I was like nineteen. I realized that to reach the first team, I had to be really patient. And I would say patience is not my uh, biggest ability. So I wanted to move on, and I wanted to play first team football. I was so close to my dream, and I almost felt like if I if I don't take action myself, I will miss out on it. And uh, I was looking for opportunities and ways to to go and play first team football and, and get that first real contract. And that opportunity came in uh, Scotland when I was 20 years old. So I moved countries. Uh, I went alone without any family, uh, girlfriend at the time, um, just by myself, trying to go from a boy into a man. That that experience was really valuable as a, as a as a person, as a football player, as a it's a human being on also on mental side. I stayed there around two years. Things didn't really work out. Went back to the Netherlands. Didn't give up on my dream because it, the urge was still there to make it. And opportunity came in uh, Bulgaria, actually, from all places. I never saw myself playing in Bulgaria. I had a really, really wonderful time. Developed myself more as a, as a player, as a person, more mature. And and after two years, it went. It, it led led me back uh, to England, uh, where actually my dream was always to become a player in England Premier League. So I felt like okay, things are aligning, things are coming back together. I'm all, I'm so close now. So going back to the UK, back to England, to trying to make this dream come true, and things really again didn't really work out. After after that time, 
I got a phone call of, of an agent who said, hey, Mark, are you interested in coming to Indonesia? I think the listeners will say Indonesia. Doesn't, doesn't add up to this story, but yes, Indonesia. I've been there, I've been there before once on holiday, and I was, th- I was like, are they playing football as well? And uh, I did some research. I was like, what do I have to lose? You know, things are not really going well. Probably I not become a player in the Premier League anymore. So let's maybe make a career in Asia. I quit Europe at 24, the age of 24, to go for a career in Asia. And uh, five years later, I'm still in Indonesia. I became Indonesian. I I switched passports. I think I can fairly say I, I become more than I ever dreamed of becoming. So yeah, that's where I am today. That's a really awesome journey. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. And, and do you remember sort of where you were or where that sort of initial passion or drive came from from to become a footballer? Do you remember, I imagine we're going back to when you're, you know, a single digit age uh, growing up. Do you remember sort of where that initial moment where you realised, you know, I want to be a professional football player? Yeah, I think growing up, my father was in football and we watched football games together and football was always on and I think it slowly got to me like, okay, this is what I have to do. This is my purpose in life. Uh, my uncles at that time were professional football players, so I was visiting them for games and and, and watched them growing up. So I said, I want to do this, you know, I want to become better than them. I want to. I want to make a living for myself and do this as well. And I think that urge and that desire really started at a young age already. Awesome. awesome. And, I'm, and I'm, you, we sort of touched on this a little bit, but it feels like sort of resilience and continuing to push through setbacks has been sort of a huge part of this journey. Can you speak a little bit about sort of what resilience means to you? Sure. Nice topic because I think the red... The red uh, arrow in my life is resilience and, and, and dedication and not giving up on that because maybe I, I talked about it in a, in a quick way, yeah, but I had a lot of setbacks and a lot of doubts and a lot of moments where things didn't look right and, and where things didn't line up with each other and moving places all the time, didn't feel at home, nowhere, living out of suitcases, go from one country to another, one club to another and no, no, not really settle and not really finding the purpose I had in mind for. And, and I think because of the urge and the resilience in my body, in my mind, was like, I'm going to make it, you know, no matter what. I mean, 100 people can tell me I'm not going to make it, but I, I will tell myself I will. And, and I think no matter the job or no matter the, the thing you want to become in life, I think that is so important to have that vision clear for yourself because in the end you have to do it. You need help, you know, along the way. You need, of course, help, but... I mean, you are your biggest help yourself, I think. That's what I found out. That's awesome and uh, really nice sort of personal explanation of what it means to you. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and and so great that you've sort of found a, a home in Indonesia, I guess, and playing for the for the national team now, which is awesome. Can you speak a little bit about sort of what, what it means to you to play for their national team, maybe particularly as someone that hasn't necessarily grown up there and, and sort of your journey towards that being a really core cool part of your life? Yeah, I would say my biggest achievement in, 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 my, in my football life, maybe also personal life, because to come in a new country of 270 mil, million people, I mean, that... That is like a huge culture difference shock you will you will get. And that true football, yeah, true sports I got accepted in this community, in this country, is a is a blessing that 
that people see me as one of them at, at one stage. And to grant the citizenship is 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 like you got you got approved, like you know you got selected as okay, become part of our country. So for me to play for a national team is like. I cannot let 280 million people down, you know, like I, 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 I have to prove every day again, every time I'm here again, like I'm different than all of, all of the players here maybe and all of the people. I come from a different background. I didn't grow up here, but I want to show you that I give everything I have for this country. And that's coming from, from me because I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let the people down. And I think that's also, yeah, the reason maybe why I I, I succeeded and still succeed, succeed. Awesome. Yes. Since you're a really core theme of just like not wanting to let yourself down and, and others around you, like really key part of your resiliency is just seems to be the sticking to your goals and sticking to almost your commitments and being extremely driven towards those. True. I think, you know, to set goals in life is the start of achieving something and if you don't have a purpose, no goals, no targets, you know, where you're going to go is just coincidence or, or it's going to happen to you. But I always think that you can create your destiny by, by setting a goal and, and, and go towards it with an open mind and a clear mind. Where, what, what is the end goal? Instead of not knowing what you're going to do and, and just think that the end goal is already destiny. I think you have a big influence of what the end goal is for yourself mm, yeah very true do you, do you have any sort of top tips for our listeners about how you go about goal setting do you do any sort of yearly check-ins or write them down anywhere yeah I, together with my wife when the year starts actually every new year it sounds it sounds maybe cliche but i i say when the year st- when the year starts because yeah, you, you go from one year to another, right? So there's a transition period. But in every time when the year starts, I will make a vision board. I will write down what, whatever I want to achieve in this year. And throughout the year, I will just have it as a, as a, as a background picture on, on, my, uh, on my phone in my house. So when every day I can get reminded of it, like, you know, this is what I committed to myself when the year started. So this is what I have to do. And believe it or not, you know, for the past three to four years, every single thing on that list has came. And uh, I don't give it a time. I don't say it has to happen this year. But I mean, some things are still on my list from three years ago. And because they didn't got, I will say not realized, because in my head it's realized already, but it's not there yet for people to see. It's not yet uh, marked as, as, as finished on my list. But I mean, yeah, that's how I, how I, how I set goal setting. That's that's really awesome. Um, yeah, I, I do something similar with uh, I, every new notebook I have. I put them right at the front of that goals. First page of every notebook is my goals. I mean, if I haven't finished it, I'll transfer it to the next one. But it's similar in the same way to sort of your w- wallpaper, which I really like. That's a cool. Every time you open it up and able to just sort of see is, I guess, a core. Cool, it becomes a core cool theme of your life. That's uh, that's really nice. Keen to transition a little bit over to your your training and sort of how you approach performance, particularly looking at sort of mental prep. Do you have any sort of things you like to do to get yourself in the right mindset for for a game? Um, I know you're a rewire user. I'm uh, just curious, sort of, how you approach your your mental prep. Yeah, what I really like is to watch some clips of of myself as as gaining confidence, as a reminder of what I'm able to do 
how does it look like how should i repeat that today in this performance uh wise uh, i love to sleep actually to be not distracted to to really you know to be in the zone by just taking rest really like to listen to music and 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 since i would say two years one and a half i started into mindset and and meditation i will not say i'm the best in it yet because patience is not my my biggest my biggest quality but uh, it's part of routine now on game days that that i will i will use rewire and and, and do a meditation session where where i'm just in myself in the zone you know watching my breath part of a part of a ritual let me say yeah yeah really uh common i guess to have that sort of ritual especially around game days you know is <laughs> is one of the one controllables you can have i guess which is nice and and is there sort of a particular maybe example throughout your playing career where mindset's played an incredibly key role maybe in a particular part of a game or even just journeying across different aspects of i guess your your day-to-day life difficult to say one one real moment i will more say i think a way of living i'm a, i'm a person i always look at the the bright side the positive side so whenever something negative happens to me or to the situation or something didn't go as planned i try not to commit myself to the fact that it was a negative situation or it didn't go as i wanted i try to find a way that to turn it around in a positive way and a positive seeing because for me to be able to create your own positivity and your own positive life makes you live on a different frequency and a different vibration of daily day to day life and one thing i hate is to feel uh, to feel bad to feel not grateful or to feel negative and speaking about things in a negative way i think my mindset is to always to be on that positive note and always try to see those things in and if it's not there i try to create it but i think that's my my mindset tool i think what what i use awesome just sort of converting negative thoughts into you know more positive outlook you know you know one thing i think that really um separates athletes is is when they you know are bigger than their sport and one thing i see you know from yourself doing a lot of businesses outside of sport see on your on your socials your modern the modern day athlete or the modern athlete i'm i'm curious what you think the i guess role of an athlete in today's modern society is i think i think as an athlete and i will not say all athletes but in some way all athletes as well yeah we got granted a position that people look up to us and some athletes more more than others because of the of the the, the plays they play in or the plays they got highlighted or uh broadcasted but i think in general athletes have a have a perspective that people look up to athletes of who they are what they do and like it right so i always say to myself i want to use that platform i have at the moment i'm active the moment i'm playing the moment people look up to me to use it in a positive way to not only be that athlete but to be someone who inspires who educates who motivates other people and i think with the following nowadays i have and the people who look up to me i think i will lose so many opportunities in life by not doing it and just stick to just a football player i feel like i don't want to miss out on things in life you know this is my i don't know my mindset i want to i want to make as most out of it as possible and i felt like i had to do it that way yeah for sure just just you know great opportunity to grow a platform that 
that really spans into you know benefit way beyond you know the end of end of a professional career which is awesome you know i i see a lot of your sort of trend in in the businesses you're building uh and also investing in are really focused around sort of you know maybe indirectly in some senses but focused around longevity is that something you sort of prioritizing as a key part of your training and how are you sort of approaching longevity to to maximize your your playing career i think that's the key you know because in the end your body is is everything you know your body your mind is is the temple of everything you do in life so you have to take care of that as the most valuable tool you have in life i mean you can have businesses you can have a nice wife you can have money but i mean in the end your your health is what uh, what you should be most grateful for and should you you should treat it as the most important thing i think in life that's what i try to do on a personal note yeah and and in business wise how can i translate that i think the foundation the foundation of the business you know the core should be healthy you know the people who work for me should feel good uh the people who, who work with me should 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 love what they do because i think that's what where success starts is not just a job but really follow your passion yeah that, that's how i live i mean i cannot do something i don't like because i will not do it i'm not interested in it and and and, and majority of people in life and that's a fact because it's also the way of we live in, in 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 the world is people do things just to pay their bills just to get from one pay slip to another pay slip just to buy by providing and and paying what they have to pay and and that's that's normal these days you know but it's maybe easy to say now that follow your passion and do whatever you like because it's not that easy of course i know but also people who come and maybe work for me you know like do you really like it or you just need the money because if you if you don't really like it you know it doesn't make sense you're gonna do it try find something you like you know i think that is key yeah for sure i mean you you're going to produce your best work when you're passionate about it and you're you're motivated and you you're invested emotionally as well as um literally as well um so it's awesome you know football's football gets a lot of rep for being pretty cutthroat i'm keen to sort of hear your insight into what you think are some of the most mentally taxing parts of football um i know you're in training camp right now so maybe some sort of parts from there that might might be sort of especially taxing. You know, being an athlete is a really lonely world, and people on the outside always see the glory or the hard the hard falls. It's not always glory, but they also see the the hard falls people make. But it's not really that black and white. You know, it's every day in, every day out, training, working for your end goal. And when you realize that end goal, another end goal is waiting. The end goal is always changing, but in the end, the work you put in is not changing. You know, the lifestyle you live is not changing. It's lonely. It's often away from family. It's 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 in hotel rooms. It's in in camps. You know, it's dedicating dedicating your life always. Okay, I have to be ready. But sometimes you also just want to enjoy. You know, the beauty of life and don't think about tomorrow or don't think about the next game or the next end goal. But I think that is the hardest part, maybe, of of being an athlete is that there is always expectations from yourself, but also from other people. You want to live by and you want to realize and. What if those expectations you cannot realize? 
you don't want to think that way because you always want to live up to it. But in a, in a, in, in one way, and even myself, sometimes I am, I will not say tiring, but sometimes it makes me also in a, in a kind of way, uh, unhappy that I always have to do this. I always have to live this life because sometimes I also want to just switch off from it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and yeah, and you're in a you're in a beautiful part of the world to enjoy the the beauty of life. So um, that's great. It, just fascinating. Um, really hearing you you call um, sport, particularly when you're in a sort of team sport, lonely. And I think it's like almost that you know potentially. Well, I'm keen to get your take, but you know, f- for me, potentially like playing a lot of rugby, but there were team sport as well. You've got 14 other people on the pitch with you, but there are moments you do feel lonely. And it's usually for me was when I had potentially not had the best game. I felt like I'd let people down and and didn't feel like it was basically letting the team down and feeling a little bit alone. But really curious to get your take because it's it's just fascinating hearing you call call football where you've got 10 other people on the pitch with you lonely. I think the same what you describe. I mean, in the end, you know, every football player on that pitch, yes, it's a team sport. Yes, we are together. But if you really break it down, everybody on that pitch have their own private life, have their own responsibilities, and is fighting for their own self to provide and to live by and to run by their expectations. And if you have a bad game or really something bad happens, you do feel lonely because you just not let yourself down and your own expectation, but also the people who come to watch, the people who pay you, the people of your team who have their own responsibilities, you know? So in the end of the day, you know, you, you do a team sport, but it's really, it's really one for, for one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the great moments, you know, when you're winning, when it's all going well, you're all together. And when potentially it's not going so well, and that's when it sort of gets really lonely and potentially in your, in your own head. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fascinating. Wondering if you've got any tips or any or advice for any young aspiring footballers for achieving their goals. Yeah, I, I would say you know, is football really the thing? What is inspiring you? Is it really something you you want to do? Not just football players, yeah, but just any sport you do. Is it really your passion? If the answer is yes, you know, trying to write down goals, what you want to achieve. And where you want to see yourself go and dream big and, and, and just grind as hard as possible every single day to realize that. I think that will be the biggest advice I have. And that was my own advice to my own self. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Just make sure it's what you want and then, and then go after it <laughs> with everything you've got. Yeah. And, and you'll get there. Keen to get into the end here, but keen to do some sort of quick fire questions just almost get the first thing that comes into your mind when i when i say something uh what it means to you i guess so start off i'm curious what does passion mean to you desire uh purpose purpose how about success what does success mean to you satisfying myself satisfying yourself achieving your goals which are constant it sounds like they're constantly iterating new ones every year true yeah what does what does family mean to you? Everything. Everything. Nice. And yeah, just just got a, a new kid, um, new daughter. 
I see. Congratulations there. Thank you. That's awesome. We'll wrap up there. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. Really enjoyed the chat today. And uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. Yeah, you as well, man. Thank you so much for your questions. I, uh, I love to use Rewire. So uh, keep on uh, improving and keep on writing your goals down and make it happen. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today with Mark Clock. You can find Mark on Instagram at, at @markclock. If, like Mark, you want to develop your mental fitness, sign up for Rewire today by downloading Rewire Fitness from the app stores. Thank you.